Hi, hi, hi. Welcome back to Confessions of a PYP Teacher. So glad to see you for this episode because we are at episode 40. I'm Lou Gerlach from Think Chat, and we're going to talk about creating transdisciplinary connections with standards. Big, big thing, but it's so worth it and so amazing. So welcome to the third transdisciplinary challenge. If you find it too challenging, remember to go back to our prior episode for our introduction. Now in this challenge, we're going to further examine how to make connections with our standards or guidelines by transforming them from subjects to conceptual categories. In previous episodes, we have explored using a set of second grade content standards. And we're gonna continue this process um, so that you don't have to relearn new content, but we're applying and taking them apart in different ways. Because we want you to walk away with understanding and making connections. So here they are again in separate um, content areas. Reminder, um, for social studies, it's interpret maps and globes, um, identify landforms and bodies of water, examine um, different resources of places and regions, um, the U.S. capitals and border countries, uh, settlement patterns within the um, that are within urban, suburban, rural, and how people depend on resources. And then looking at the science piece, we're looking at basic needs of plants and animals based on where they're located, how temperature and precipitation impact them, migration of living things um, for access to resources, and how some hibernate and dormancy um, in their process. And we're also comparing living things based on their environment and food chains. And we're also looking at that interdependence. We're also looking at genres of folk tales, fables, and fairy tales, and also looking at poetry structures. Naturally, along the way, we're um, doing the writing process and grammar and all those, you know, those rules. But well, the genres really lead um, the content focus. And then, of course, we're looking at partitioning um, and doing part-whole relationship of fractions of halves, fourths, and eighths and making fractional parts greater than a whole and then looking at the symbols of money and coins. So one of the ways to make our teaching more transdisciplinary is by looking and treating our standards differently. We can start by taking these four columns of standards and putting them into one pile. Remove the label of science, social studies, ELA, and math. And this is how we make, remember we talked about that cake, that transdisciplinary cake. We're making that metaphorical cake now where we're taking that, all the standards and dumping them into a bowl. And we're going about to mix them all up, okay? So come with me, friends. And from this pile of mix of dumped standards, we're now then going to pull them out individually and say, hey, 
what naturally goes together into a new grouping. And then we're going to categorize it with a heading. That makes sense, right? And this heading will probably not reveal itself until towards the end, usually, because you're trying to figure out which pieces go first together. Then you can synthesize, okay, well, what's the commonality of these parts that I've put together? That makes sense, right? So just go with it. Go with your gut instinct. Don't overthink it. You're just going to try to put the pieces together. It's like doing a jigsaw puzzle. Okay? So I have an example. It's not perfect, but it works for my brain. So here's how I mooshed it together. So I'm looking at examining different resources of places and regions, then also the needs of plants and animals based on location, how people depend on resources, um, migration of living things, hibernation and dormancy, comparing um, living things based on their environment, ways living things depend on each other and their environment, and looking at coins up to a dollar and the symbols of money. Now, what would be the category that I would put them together? So when I was looking at this grouping of standards, I just kept looking at, okay, we're looking at resources of a place, right? We're looking at resources, the things that plants and animals need based where they live. We're looking at what resources people need. We're also looking at why things migrate because they need resources. It's too cold where they live, so they got to move. Why do or um, organisms hibernate? Because there's a lack of resources, so they're preserving their body. Food chains is all driven by resources and equitable distribution. And when that chain is impacted, then they have to go find others. How we as humans deal with exchange of goods and services and deal with resources is that we utilize money. And so we have to know the symbols and the coinage and the bills that associate with money. So my category for all these standards would be naturally resources. Makes sense. Okay, now here's some, that's the biggest pool of standards, is resources. So now I'm going over to this pool of other standards. So I've got interpret maps and globes, identify landforms and bodies of water, what they are and where they are, U.S. capitals, borders, countries, temperature and precipitation, and then folk tales, fables, and fairy tales. So let me break that down. Okay, maps and globes and understanding how to utilize them. Well, usually if you think about it, I'm, I'm using maps and globes to find out where places are, or things are located, right? Then landforms, too, because I want to know where um, the land is, where the water is, so that I can know where I am geographically. Now, 
location is also driving U.S. capitals. Like, where are they? And then also the border countries to the U.S. Where does that start? Temperature and precipitation is all driven by location. And the types of precipitation, not participation, but precipitation and temperature is driven by how um, your location basically in relation to the equator. And now think about folk tales, fairy tales, and fables. Those are all driven by the location of where those authors lived and the cultures and the nuances of the culture and the community and the people and the ways they do things, right? All of that drove how these folktales, fables, and fairy tales, what they look like and why they wrote them that way. It's all about location. So I would label this location. So we've got resources, location, and then the final one is genre, poetry structures, settlement patterns, urban, suburban, rural, partition objects into halves, fourths, and eighths, fractions more than a whole, also identifying non-examples of you know, traditional fractional parts. So when I look at this piece about fractions, fractions, and all these different parts and patterns, and then poetry, I'm naturally thinking of patterns. What are the patterns that happen in poetry? What are the patterns that you can constantly see by comparing um, fractional parts? What are the patterns you see when you are constantly um, man manipulating fractional parts, right? And comparing fractions, um, you see certain patterns emerge. So that could then be the category heading for, th for those standards. So now I'm driving it conceptually because resources, location, and pattern are all concepts that we call them in the PYP related concepts. But these are big universal ideas and now your standards are examples of what those are gonna look like. Whoa, right? So now if my brain works and oof, it works too much, but more unlikely my lines, three lines of inquiry will have something to do with resources, location, and patterns. They're going to, that's, that's going to, and now I'm creating conceptual lines of inquiry. Bam! That's how it's done. So, as you can see, I've gone from four subject areas to three contrasting groups. And this was largely driven by the connections I made between the different content areas. And let me tell you, this is not easy and it does take a minute. So your task this week is virtually the same thing, but has a differentiated focus. So if you are, um, if you don't have any content standards mapped out for your unit, this is the first place to start, is take your standards that you have and try to map some standards together and then try to see if you can put them into the categories. Now, if you already have your content standards map because you're an existing school, 
then think about how could you rework those standards from those four subject areas into different groups led by, or well, I should say upheld by um, concepts. I can't wait to see what you've come up with. Remember, shoot me up at um, our show. Give me a shout out. Sorry. That's on the last one sounded bad. But um, give me a shout out at Twitter at ThinkChat2020 or on LinkedIn at Lou Gerlach. Like I said, I will create a video message. You just tag that to it. And remember, we are creating our own meaning, right? So there's no one right answer. And just have fun with this. This takes a minute. This is why we're taking a week to do this, because this takes some time. So I hope you love this, because this has been a revolutionary process for me, and I hope it is the same for you. Have a wonderful day.